This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. How are you? It is Double Tap Canada. And it's me, Stephen Scott, with Mark Afalalalo. Hi, Stephen Scott. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? How are you? How's your week been? How are you? Uh, I'm doing wonderful. I'm very excited that you're here with us this week and that you're still alive. Yeah. So, yeah, believe it or not, I'm not dead. Hooray! <laughs> In case some people might need to know that, I don't know. Um, and if they do, they now do. I'm well, not people dead. told me that I might have alluded to the fact that you've died last week. Yeah, right? I that's mean, right. Yeah, I didn't I do that intentionally. I did hear that. I, I think I might listen to the wrong episode because I, I thought rumors I'd to of the one rumors previously. of my death were greatly exaggerated. Yeah, um, well, I, I thought I'd listen to the episode of the week before where, where I was off. You know, I've been off so much, Sean. Uh, that's the problem, isn't it? I've been away too long. Uh, I'm back. You have yes, and it's it's so good to have you back. I think the phrase was. Stephen Scott is no longer with us. That, that yes. may have caused some problems yes. there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's definitely back. And that was the weirdest intro ever, Stephen. It's slightly creepy, but it's good to have you back. Yeah, I know. Uh, do you know, I'll tell you what's throwing me off this week. I have made copious notes for today's <gasps> episode. This is, this is a problem. You see, you prepare too much and yeah. it just doesn't work out. No, 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 no. You can't do that. It's like uh, those those sports people, I believe, who have those certain routines and superstitions, you know, never change your lucky socks or whatever it is. Never make notes, Stephen Scott. It can only end in tears. <laughs> I love the fact that at the top of my notes, it says monitors get weird. That Now, that is a, a note for me specifically. Because <laughs> I do want to talk about monitors today. And uh, there are some really weird monitors going around. I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about, oh, there's so much going on. Um, because, you know, there's crowdfunding going on for new monitors. And there's a cool one I'm really interested in. I say this, of course. The price of it is ridiculous. And would I ever even benefit from it? Probably not. But you know what? No. I know I know someone who is here at AMI, who's very excited about it, and that is our Dave Brown. I think he would be really up for this particular monitor. So we'll get to that later. Also, uh, the Blindshell Classic 2 gets updated apps. Ah, it's exciting. Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It is. I I mean, I feel educated there, too, definitely. There you go. And uh, American Airlines has bought 20 new planes. Supersonic aircraft. Ah, you see, you, uh, you left out the word supersonic. Ah, you see. So if you say 20 planes, everyone's like, well, who cares, right? But supersonic. Why do uh, I so care it's supersonic? Because you Why can get you? places quicker. Okay, that's a good point. Well made. Okay. Get into that. And uh, actually, back down feet firmly on the ground, WhatsApp, now available as a standalone app on the Microsoft Store. The question is, how accessible is it? So we'll get into all that. There you go. It sounds like proper tease. That was like a proper introduction to the show. Well, you forgot done. something. Oh. Oh. What's that? Of course. Of course you did. I, I, I spent the entire show last week teasing a special announcement this week, and, and I think we have to we oh, have yeah. to get to it. Otherwise, the mob outside my home and the mob currently <laughs> waiting for that supersonic plane to get to Glasgow might beat down your door <laughs> if we don't make that announcement later on in the show. Are those some... Um... Are those people you're talking about? Is that those people who dance outside your house every so often? The ones in my head. Oh no! Yes, the pensioners that dance yeah, outside your backyard. Pensioners. Yeah. Is those. that who those are? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have got a big announcement to make. We're going to make that uh, in a few. Do you know we're going to we're going to tee up for the next segment because you know it means we can hang on a bit longer. Oh, how, the hour go how by long could you drag it? I, God bless fast forward, eh? People are today. People are sitting there going home. I'm just going to watch this, Stephen Scott. I'll show you. Like, <laughs> skip thirty seconds. <laughs> just keep going till he says announcement. Um, yeah. So, how's your week's been? Come on, Mark. How's your week been? Tell me um, all about it. Uh, Tell you know what? Stephen. The weekend was super busy. I was doing some work at this uh, this country music festival here in Montreal. Uh, that was fun. That was good times. I learned something about country music artists. They are so nice. Mm. 
nicest people. They're ever so met. goddamn nice. They're like mm. pleasant and and happy to be spoken to and get attention and interact and with fans. And they like each other. They like everything, you know, even though their songs are about, you know, losing their dog and their truck and their beer. their hamster and their beer and their whatever it is. <laughs> they, they're just so goddamn nice. Rock stars shouldn't be nice. Superstars, pop stars shouldn't be nice. They should be egotistical divas. Otherwise, they're not proper stars. Well, like, like podcast hosts. Oh, oh, I see. Unbelievable. How is Sean of the Shed? Um, it's it's very good. Thank you. He Have you got an us. episode this month? <laughs> I've done it. I've Have never, you? I've never missed an episode, Stephen Scott. I think you'll find that I'm a consummate uh, professional. Okay. Okay. What? What's going on? Why? Why are you two picking on me? What have I done? Just asking questions. That's all. Uh, just I, asking I, questions. I, I literally just pick on you just because I can. It's easier, isn't it? I mean, there's there's no other reason other than that. It's just that it's what I just it's it's. Hey, I think it's in my contract. No, no, it is. No, you you put that in in pen. That doesn't count. I would say check out this month's Shaun of the Shed because I go through Jules Startup Wizard. Oh, it's exciting oh, wow. stuff. And I never use that theme tune. Do you know what? No. You don't use the Jaws theme tune. No, I resisted it. That is ridiculous. No, I used um, Baby Shark. So yeah, <sighs> I think outside the. I'm different. Yeah, you're not kidding. Definitely. Uh, so we've got lots coming up today on the show. <laughs> We're going to get into a big announcement. Uh, we will tell you about that. And also, we'll get into all the week's big tech news stories as well. Stick around. It's Double Tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. It is. And uh, we've got some big news to share with you because, look, if you're a fan of Double Tap, if you like this show, first off, I do believe there is a helpline. But if you are a huge fan of this program, you're going to love this news because we're going daily. What? Excuse me? We're going to be here every single day of the week, bar Sunday, because, you know, that's when Jeebus rests. Of course. My dog's name is Jeebus. (laughs) Wow. And this is exactly why everyone should love us going daily for those sort of nuggets (laughs) right there. Every single day? Yeah, we're basically giving ourselves six times more chances to get fired <laughs> yes. every week. Basically, that's what we're doing. We'll see if Mister. I've got a question about this. about this. Go on. Um, what, is there any particular reason you didn't consult us about this before making this decision? Well, why would I? Do I have, do I look like the organised type? <laughs> it's a fair point, Mark. No, I mean this is something which we've been uh, well, we've been playing with the idea of doing for a while. Um, and we thought, you know what? Let's just do it. I mean, look, there's so much to talk about. There is so much going on. And I thought, you know what? We could do this every day. We've got Double Tap TV every week. Is that going daily, Mark? Are we doing that every day? No. (laughs) (laughs) That'll just, you know, okay. Yeah, I must admit, TV's quite a different beast to to doing this. But um, I'm really excited about it. And it's a great opportunity. AMI have been wonderful and so supportive of this show, despite, you know, yes, the show. Um, and Sean. Mark. <laughs> but yeah, so, so someone decided, the uh, the big bosses decided this was a good idea of mine. So they've taken it on board. So guys, we're going daily as of the 1st of September, which is a Thursday, which is kind of handy, actually, weeks. because that's when the show starts. In two uh, weeks. In two weeks' time, yeah. So get yourself sorted. Get your calendar cleared. It's going to be busy. I will do. Now, well, I'll give you some detail because everyone likes a bit of detail with this, right? So the show is going to be available every day on AMI-audio exclusively oh, from ooh. 12 noon Eastern every single day. And you get the chance to hear it during the day as well. They'll repeat the show at different points through the course of the day. But 12 noon Eastern is where you want to be uh, if you want to listen to the first run of Double Tap. And that's going to be on AMI-audio. It's 12 noon Eastern from the 1st of September, every single weekday, and a Saturday as well. (laughs) Yeah, we're creeping into the weekends. 
And uh, yeah, you'll be able to also not just listen to it on AMI Audio, you'll be able to get it on a podcast as well. The same podcast feed you already have. It is about to burst with episodes. It is going to burst all over the floor of the podcast uh that's all for that. So okay, I what time do I need to get up in the morning now, then? I'm confused. Earlier. Earlier. Perfect. Just, <laughs> Just what I needed. Don't sleep. I mean, look, you're getting to an age, you barely sleep. I called you this morning at 7.30 this morning, and I knew you'd be up. And I and you yep. were. And not only were you up, you were making bacon sandwiches. So I know you're around. Correct. I'm always awake and either eating or, um, yeah, something else. But uh, no, absolutely fine. I'm looking forward to it every single day. More of... Um, us. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to be here for an hour every day. Yes, an hour. Uh, every single day. Uh, Sean and I are going to be here during the week, Monday to Friday. Oh. And then Sean will take a little bit of a rest. Yeah, sorry, Sean, did I not, t- not tell you that? But- um, and then Mark is going to join me on a Saturday. Oh, And we're going to have some fun. We're just going to have chat and talk about the you know, get into some of the other mainstream stories during the week because we talk so much about accessible tech and, of course, that's our raison d'etre. I believe that's French. Well done. Mr. F will be proud. F this week standing for French. Yes. Good. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to uh, talk about some of the mainstream stuff because Mark has a lot of knowledge in a lot of areas, believe it or not, and we thought we would share some of that. So it's a really exciting time. And of course, this is, and look, seriously, guys, this is a great time for technology because it is everywhere. And there are some weeks we go by, and we know this, Sean, how many times do we have conversations and say, God, if we had a daily show, Mm -hmm. we could talk about this today and then this tomorrow and then this the next day. Well, I seem to remember the conversation, whereas if we had a daily show, I could buy something every day. Well, there is that, yes. Yes. Um, Look, I don't well think my you. credit card or my <laughs> wife are going to be particularly chuffed with this whole thing. Although in saying that, yes, I think my wife's okay with it because she keeps calling me during the day now and asking my advice and things, which she, she doesn't even do that when she's at home. That's beautiful. I like it how she calls you. She doesn't... <laughs> she doesn't just come in the room and talk to you. She, she just phones you. Well, uh, Well, actually, I should say because my wife actually goes to an actual office in an <gasps> actual location, not in this actual house. Wow. Does she work in the 1980s? What's going she on? She does. I know. Oh, Sitting okay. in the type, typing pool. No, that's not right, is it? Um, <laughs> Steady now. So are we changing our name now? Are we changing our name? Yeah. No, you're still Sean. I'm still Stephen. And he's still uh, Mark. I don't like it. Unless you want to change it. I mean, like, this is the time if you want to change your name to... Um, Trevor. Trevor. No, I'm, I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking exotic. There's no, uh, you know, more exotic name than Trevor. I'm thinking Double Tap Daily DTD or Double Tap uh, Too Much or I don't know. Whatever. I've got an I, idea. I've got the idea. Much. I've got the answer here. Go. Yes. Let's 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 try something unique and different. Oh yes. no! 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 I don't. That'll really that'll really stand out. Oh no! Okay. You ready like for it, guys? Double Tap. Oh, oh! It's simple. It. Just, it's just simple oh, and clean. Ah, oh, I like just it. Just double tap. Simple and clean. Yeah, I like all of us. Hey, I showered this morning. Good for you. Good for <laughs> you. Uh, okay, let's talk monitors because uh, my script says they get weird, and they do. Uh, because, well, look, I don't know what's going on with monitors these days. You've got ultra wide. You've got all these different ratios going around. But I want to pick up on a couple of the different types that are doing the rounds. So we've got the, the, the one that's out right now that is of interest to me, or was of interest to me until I realised how big this thing was, was the LG 27.6, weird, um, inch uh, 16 by 18 dual up monitor. So basically what you're looking at here is two 21-inch monitors stacked on top of each other with no you know, bevel in between. Nothing. Why? This Why? is just one big, almost square monitor. Why? Because you can then have two monitors in front of you, but not side by side. No, 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 no. Up and down. Why, why do you want that? Why is that good? Mark? Um, I'm not sure, to be perfectly space. honest. because No, but here's the thing. Is when, I, when I build my workspace here, I went for wide because it's very easy to look left and right, you know. Mm-hmm. And I put a monitor up. I put a TV on the wall right above that monitor, thinking, oh, I'll use that too. And I never, ever use it. No. Because looking up is strain on the neck, and it's a pain in my butt. So exactly right. I never. never use it looking up. So I don't, you know, I can get people who want immersive gaming if it was like that big and wide at the same time. But to just do that, 
vertical like that doesn't make sense to me. I agree. I, I quite like. I think. I mean, you know, just thinking about it from my own point of view, I'm thinking I quite like the idea of having all in one, quite narrow, rather than having it expanded wide in front of me. So instead of having say two, I think you've got a 49 inch. I do widescreen in front of you. So that is that's essentially two 27 inch monitors stuck together. That's isn't? crazy, Mark. Come on, now. That's what that is. I know. I know it's crazy. <laughs> no, but you know, but he's doing video editing and he's doing lots of stuff like that. And this is kind of, I, I actually saw this demonstrated with a video editing app and it looked quite cool because you could have your monitor or I guess your, um, what would you call it, the, the, the preview monitor for what you're editing and then all the other gubbins, the editing part below, gubbins. on the screen below. Yes. Gubbins, yeah. Um, yeah but I thought that'd be quite cool. No, yeah, but it's the fact of actually moving. It feels like you get a stiff neck or something. I don't know what it is, but it seems like, Mark said, left to right seems sort of natural, but I don't know. It'd have to be pretty far away from you, wouldn't it? To get, I, I, I don't know. It seems strange to me, that. So this is this one I'm not so keen on because I don't like the idea of 221s is just too small for me to do anything with. So 221-inch monitors on top of each other, not great. It does come, and just in case you don't know, it comes with the ergonomic stand, so it clamps onto the desk. The C-clamp is what it comes with, and it clamps on to the desk, which is kind of cool. Uh, How heavy is this? Oh, it must be. Well, actually, the, so, so it's L, this is LG, right? And one of the reviews I watched on YouTube, the guy said, this is remarkably light. The panel was remarkably light. Yeah. Um, because it's not that big, really, if you think about it. I mean, a 21-inch monitor, not huge, double the size, and it's not. there's nothing really in it, let's is be it honest. Is it plastic, not glass? I yeah, mean, that's, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. They weigh nothing, right? But it comes with a USB Type-C, which means you can get that power delivery. You can connect a laptop up to it and that's it. You're hooked up, ready to go. I kind of like that, the way they're going with these monitors. A lot of them have this now. Um, it's got a built-in KVM, so you could have multiple devices and then switch between them on the monitor, which is kind of cool. Um, 850 Canadian, though. That's the only thing. It's not. That's cheap. not a bad price for a monitor. No, like that. That's not I, bad at all. I thought it would be more think? than that. Yeah. It seemed a bit expensive to me, but I suppose considering what you're getting. Okay, fine. Um, the other option is Mobile Pixels is running a crowdfunding campaign. Now, they've got a thing called, is it Gemios? I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce this. G-E-M-I-N-O-S. Geminos? <laughs> don't know. Uh, they've got their range of dual-screen clamshell displays. Now, Mark, this might appeal to you, right? Because this clamshell is displays. Okay. on the move, what? right? So you cu- it comes with built-in speakers, 1080p webcam, and a docking station with two HDMI ports, two USB-A ports, and a standard 3.5mm uh, audio jack, Ethernet port, SD card reader, and USB-C oh pass-through, uh, charging capped at 100 watts. So you can charge a MacBook Pro with that. Uh, it ends up, the size of this thing ends up like two 24-inch monitors basically welded together. And okay. it's got all that stuff. I'm okay with that. That's quite nice. Now, this one is 500 US dollars. Um, and it is a crowdfunded thing, so I, I'm never sure about your views. on uh, my view on this is, uh, I tend to wait till something appears before we go down the crowdfunding route, you know, and just put your money out and hope for the best. But mm. no other pricing is available yet. Five hundred US. Does that equate roughly to what the LG is costing? It's not far off, is it? Yeah, it's pretty pretty close. Yeah. yeah, but you get a lot in that. You get a lot in that. But that's not the one. That's not the one. Because the one that really got me, under the category of monitors have got weird, the Samsung Odyssey Arc. 55-inch monitor. Oh. <laughs> now I'm interested. This thing, I, I, I well, do you know, you are ridiculous, Sean Priest. Yes, I am. But this is wild. This really is. So this is a 55-inch screen curved. And the idea is that even though it's curved in the way that we're all used to curved monitors these days, the idea is you're meant to turn it on its axis so that it's in portrait mode. And you end up with three, I think it's up to, I think the way you you can actually change the layout exactly as you want, but you can have it as three 27-inch monitors stacked in front of you. Vertically, yes. Vertically, yeah. That's crazy. And curved. So it's curved in, so it's completely immersive. They call it the cockpit view. Which you can understand. I mean, this is obviously brilliant for gaming. It's going to be great for streamers. It does look huge. When you see it on it the is desk, huge. It's, That's wow. why. It's huge. <laughs> uh, Quantum HDR 2000, mini LED. Uh, what's it got connection-wise? HDMI 2.1. It's got LAN, uh, USB 2. 
Bluetooth. Uh, it's got its own speakers it's built on crazy, there as well. Crazy. Uh, well the, the monster PC you're going to need to to drive that thing is going to be amazing because you're pushing, what, let's say three, four Ks at 60 hertz each. Can mm-hmm. you even do that, Mark? I don't, I don't even know what the... the... I, don't, that, I don't even know how this one's going to work. That is crazy. <laughs> well, I'm guessing you could have multiple devices on screen at the same time, right? Because it comes with one cable. So one cable connects from the monitor to what they have, which is the Samsung One Connect box. I've seen this on TVs before they do. Yeah. Where you, I think I think actually it's a TV you've got. I think that's the one. It's the same deal, isn't it, Sean? That's right, yeah. It's, it's, it's got um, the box that's considered the, whatever you, can, you want, basically. Yeah, you connect everything to the box and then a, a big, like, anchor cable that you connect to the screen itself, yeah. Yeah. So single cable, plugs into the Arc. It's got four HDMI 2.1 ports. <laughs> so you're able to plug in all the games consoles you want, the GPUs you want and get the best frame rate that they can support at 4K. It also comes with a wireless remote, a big dial that sits in your desk, and you can control lots of features on uh, where the how the monitor's laid out and all the rest. And it comes with a standard TV remote as well. Price. Okay, you may know this already, but um, if not, take a guess, Mark. How much do you think this costs? In US dollars, what are we talking? Oh, 1800 Sean? Mm, I'm going to say two five, two thousand five hundred. They're both way shy of it. Three and a half thousand. What US dollars? Absolute bargain. I want three. <laughs> well, that's what they're saying. They're like, Who's going to buy two of these and sit them next to each other? Ah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm what out. a price. I mean, what a machine. <laughs> okay, what a machine. But let's, really, yes. Let Let's go. Let's talk. Um, because you mentioned Dave, Mister yeah, yeah, Brown. Yeah. Let's talk magnification. Of these, are these? That's what are I'm thinking, these, right? Are these the ultimate? Okay, let's delay going to a screen reader even longer. I've got, <laughs> I've got this, buying bigger, I've got bigger screens, so I could just magnify more. That would be amazing. I, I don't know. I, when does it become like? Why would you? What's the difference now between a monitor and just getting a big screen TV, which are far cheaper, right? Mm. Well, so there's a question. Could you just use a standard TV these days? I know the old days there used to be issues with overscan and stuff, but is that still a problem? They, you know what? They're just not. They're not built for what monitors are built for in terms of the color representation and the refresh rate and everything that a monitor is made for precision-wise. Mm. TVs are actually just a lot cheaper in terms of quality and what they do. So you'd have to get a pretty high-end TV to match what a monitor does in terms of delivery, deliverability of pixels and, and color representation. It's it's pretty different ballgame. But do you think people are buying a 55-inch you know portrait monitor like that because they like the uh, you know the color reproduction and you know, they're using it for? I don't know what they're buying it for. But they're buying it because they want to be you know enveloped by whatever they're playing or watching. <laughs> So in that case, I don't think they care. I can see the promo now of... with the monitors that eats the person. <laughs> I don't think they really care if there's a little bit of ghosting or, you know, I, I, or a bit of haloing. I, I think they, they'd look past it. It's just, I don't know. It's strange. It's like Audrey mm. 2 in Little Shop of Horrors just ah. gradually <laughs> comes to life and eats you. I, I, did, uh. I, I saw someone reviewing it saying it was like, you know, they had to come away from the monitor on the end because it was like staring into hell. By the end of it, it just felt like this thing is just taking over my life. And I think something like Flight Sim would look amazing on this, right? I mean, it would just be so cool to play. But yeah, you know, this is all a dream for me. I think my truck would look the same. I don't think my truck game would look any. Yeah, it would look than this. blurry as everything does to uh, exactly, us, no matter yeah. how big it is or bright it is. But there are people who are doing this now. Who's the guy, the gaming guy we got on Blind Gamer, Steve Steve Sailor Sailor? He is on Twitter talking about monitors like this because he is so keen on this kind of thing he's i think he's got a 55 inch screen currently for his computer he's just got a tv and just set it up to use and yep. i'm seeing a lot of this going on i suppose you know the thing is if if you're visually impaired and you're using the magnification you know maybe a bit over scan or maybe a bit of blur won't be as much Doesn't of an matter. issue it's all about no. the size baby yeah absolutely and on that bombshell uh, stick around more to come we're going to talk about Blindshell Classic 2 WhatsApp as well and don't forget we are going to be here every single day well far Sundays we'll be here every single weekday and Saturdays 
from September 1st. 12 noon Eastern, every single day on AMI-audio. Put it into your calendar now. Every every day? Apart from Sunday. Every day. You lucky people. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Now back to the show. Okay, I'm confused because that's the that's the go away music. That's that's oh, the music when we're running out of time. So honestly. what's what's happened? This is throwing me now. I'll tell you what's happened here, Stephen Scott. I can detect this. I'm like Sherlock Holmes. You've pressed the wrong button. That's what's happened. All right. So if I, You're if so I press smart, this one, Sean. My God. That's the one I meant to press. Yes. This is go. Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Let's do it Call again. Call or text one eight four four nine seven one one nine nine nine, or email feedback at ami.ca. Oh. Now back Q to the Stephen. show. Q Stephen. Now here's Dave. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk about the Blind Show Classic. Now, if you don't know what that is, it is a pretty cool little. Uh, do want to say smartphone? I suppose yes, it is a smartphone. No, it is a smartphone. It's I just in a is, different yeah. format, right? But it's definitely a smartphone. It is. It's running Android. So even though it's got buttons, even though it's not touchscreen, it is running Android, though. Um, which is, and these are the sales point, really, for us, I guess. You know, so this is a phone that you can buy. It's kind of in that Nokia 3310 style. Yeah. Um, that classic candy bar type phone. Uh, it's got your. Typical T9 keyboard for that kind of device. Uh, it, as I say, no touchscreen on it, but it does have lots of cool features like the existing ones. Voice control, um, NFC object tagging. You can buy physical tags to stick around the house and you can uh, you know, label stuff up with them and then just walk over with your phone and it will tell you whatever it is you've tagged. A bit like the, the, the um, I was going to say the RNIB pen friend. Was it CNIB pen friend? <laughs> Let's get that right. Yes. Uh, the CNIB pen friend. Um I think they just call it pen friend here. But anyway, yeah. same idea. Um, an SOS button for emergencies, which is always cool for, for that kind of thing. Spoken menus and buttons and, of course, the physical keypad. But now, what is rather cool is there is an app store that exists on the device. And you've got on there WhatsApp, Google Lookout, and coming soon, Ira. Oh! I think that's pretty cool. So you've got me, okay, well, hang on. Let, let's just go through this. So WhatsApp... Um, so they've obviously redesigned it a little bit in order to work with this, and that's the great thing with basing this whole iPhone, this this whole phone on Android, right? Because you can then customize the apps to suit you, and yeah. that's what they've done with this. So they've they've kind of redeveloped, I guess, a little bit of what WhatsApp does, and they've made that possible. You can obviously do the voice messages, or you can type messages if you want. Probably easier on a device like that just to send voice messages, and lots of us do that anyway. Google Lookout, which is a brilliant application. So, so helpful and um, really powerful as well. That available on the device and also on, uh, well, coming soon. I mean, we don't know when. We when, though, Stephen? We need to know when. It's going to be September, I think. I think it won't be far away. The, the advertising is everywhere for it, so I, it cannot be far away. Uh, but Ira will be coming onto that device as well, so you'll be able to have that human assistance going along with it. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Are you impressed by this? I mean, I, I was I was not expecting this. And I should say it's only available on Blind Show Classic 2. If you've got uh, the first film, then it's not going to work out for you. You have to get the fantastic sequel <laughs> Yes, to get these features. I, I, look, I, it's funny because, you know, my feelings on some assistive tech, I think it's overpriced and underpowered. And I think mainstream can, can cover most of those tasks. But when it comes to the Blind Show Classic uh, 2, I think it's a great phone. And uh, the way as well, because it doesn't just run Android, right? Obviously, it's not the same sort of thing because there's no touchscreen, but it, it gives you that simplified menu system, if you like, almost like the, uh, is it Synaptec um, yes. system? Yeah. So it gives you that easy, guided uh, environment in order to get Walled to... garden. That's the words I like to use. Yeah. The walled garden. Nice and simple for people who, who you know who want those physical buttons, that, that familiarity of the T9 keyboard. You've got that. But you've also got those features such as WhatsApp. And uh, I mean, there's OCR in there. Easy access to send emails and read your texts and contacts. Just really simple interface. But add that with Ira, I mean... Amazing. We all know Ira is a fantastic service. And having this available on this phone, it's huge. Absolutely huge. I think this is great. 
Yeah, because I think people tend to think, and I certainly did, I'll be, I'm guilty of this, thinking, you know, a phone like this is kind of like a pathway to an iPhone. You know, if you're, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the road, right? You wouldn't buy this and be happy with it and that would be the end of it. I don't mm-hmm. think that anymore. No, I don't. I, don't. Think that. I think you could buy this and be perfectly happy with this device. Now, obviously there are apps on there that if you wanted, for example, banking apps, that would be challenging because you're not going to get that on these devices yet. Uh, and this is a question we're going to get uh, Blanchell onto the show soon. We're going to talk to them about this and we're going to see what their roadmap is. Are they thinking about these things? Because I'd like to know, what are they looking at next? I mean, they're clearly, with the App Store and the capability of the device, I can see this going further. And the fact is that, I, mean, I don't know what kind of hardware they're running in this, but I mean, the first version of it, I did try. I've not tried the second version yet. But the first version was very snappy, worked really well. We did a show on it way back in, in season three, I think, of Double Tap TV. And it's a great little device. Yeah. Really, really good. Really powerful. Um, but I, I don't know. I, 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 I kind of think this could go so far. And I love the fact they've developed the app store into this. Kind of feels like the iPhone 3 in some ways. <laughs> you know, came in <laughs> with an app store and, you know, yeah. they've now got all these new features coming. And, you know, it's really, really cool. Now, in terms of price, um, I checked this out. CNIB Smart Life Store is selling this for five six nine ninety five. Mm-hmm. Not bad. So not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all, and especially for what you get. Now, the only thing that I'm needing to clarify here, and if there's any Blind Shell Classic users out there, do explain this to me. Because apparently it only works on certain carriers. It doesn't work on them all. Oh, why would that be? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know in the States there's issues around, I think it's T-Mobile is the only one that you can get it on. I haven't, I mean, I didn't have any issue connecting mine in the UK to, to a couple of different networks I tried. So I don't know if this is necessarily a problem or whether it's something to do with the device I don't know um, but I've, I just I'd like to get some clarity on that again we're going to be speaking to Blind Show in the coming weeks so we'll get these answers and if you've got questions you want answered do get in touch with us feedback at ami.ca is our email address now American Airlines announced this week mm. just changing tack a little bit that it has placed an order for up to 20 supersonic aircraft from Boom Supersonic I don't like that name Change that immediately. Yeah, that's Um, But they have an option for additional 40 jets, if this goes well. American is the uh, second major airline to bet on the return of ultra-fast air travel in just two years. Now, they haven't announced how much money has exchanged hands for this, but they did say, uh, American Airlines said at least, that the deposit on the 20 initial aircraft was non-refundable. Well, you know, you get what you get, right? You can't always expect your (laughs) refund back on that, right? Um, well, that's, but, I mean, that's got to be a pretty, uh, that's got to be a pretty, pretty good kind of endorsement, right? Yeah, that's true. Oh, you'd if, you're, so. if you're willing to pay a non-refundable deposit, you're hoping those planes come through. <laughs> you're hoping they're going to stay in the air. Um, yeah. I mean, well, not forever, obviously. They do have to land at some point, but hang preferably on. not nose first. Hang on, hang on. We here in the UK, obviously, had Concorde. Which yeah, was, that was a we had the Concorde. Success. I mean, you had the on British Airways had it, but it flew here yes. too. Yeah, yeah, no, no, obviously. I, I just, I mean, how long has Concorde been? I mean, it's been grounded for the longest time, right? It's been, I think, twenty years at this point. So, what, yeah. what, why is the sudden interest back in supersonic? Why do you? There's think always been an interest. The interest has always been there. The yes, problem has been creating a plane that doesn't kill the environment at the same time and. Suck up all that fuel and also and kill everyone on board. And, and also, you know, it has to be affordable, <sighs> no. right? <laughs> well, that was the thing. It wasn't cost effective. That was the thing that killed Concorde because actually it was a really, it, it was an efficient design as far as I know. It was the actual cost that, that was the problem. Well, so, cost was a factor, but safety was another issue. And of course, that horrific accident that happened with Concorde, which really just led to the end of it, really. That was the, the nail in the yeah. coffin for it. Uh, on the, 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 if you remember that one where the, the, the plane was taken off and the, the fuel tank ruptured. Yes. And, well, that was the end of that. Um, so it, yeah, it kind 20, of... It's going to be 20 years it's going to be grounded next year. Yeah. 20 years. It was May 20, 2003 it was grounded. So it's not like we... Well, the point I'm trying to make is that we've had supersonic flight, you know, the ability to make supersonic flight for the longest time. I just, it just seems strange that they would go back into this now with everyone's so concerned about carbon footprints and, you know, trying to cut down on travel that uh, it seems to be raising its head again. I don't know. It seems odd. Yeah, well, ask them in here, they're, they're not talking about anything around um, the environment. What they are talking about, though, is 
you know, industry standard operating performances, you know, safety requirements. That's all the things that I guess you're most concerned about when you're getting on a plane. Interestingly, though, if these um, jets, they're called Overture, apparently, if they pass inspection, the plan is for them to be rolled out in 2025. And that means mm-hmm. that if it works out, they'll be rolled out in 25, they'll fly in 26 and are expected to carry passengers by 2029. And at that point, Boom claims that its supersonic jets will eventually be able to travel from New York to London, which is normally seven hours, in just three and a half hours, or yeah. Los Angeles to Sydney, typically a 15-hour trip, in six hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, too Sign long. me No, up. no. When it's 30 minutes, absolutely fine. Then give me <laughs> a call. 30 minutes. I'm not waiting. Seven hours, six You'll be and a half puddle hours. on the floor on Forget a device it. like that. Forget I would it. not I'm, suggest that. I'm waiting for the hyperlink. That'll do me. <laughs> the hyperloop, you mean? No, the link. I don't like the loop. Oh, you want the link, right? <laughs> And, and I love that they're already are talking about ticket prices as well, right? So obviously oh, yeah, thinking like, ahead, they've got they've got to think about making this money back. So you know they've put all this investment into R and D. They're going to have to claw it back. So Boom has said that tickets could cost as much as five thousand dollars per seat. Now there we go, straight back to Concord again. This thing will die. That's that's not going to happen. That's not going to be forever though. And American Airlines have, by the way, not revealed any information about pricing. So we shall wait and see. But. Yeah, I, I'm excited about this. I, I kind of, I'm glad that they're talking about it again because it felt like all that had just disappeared with Concord, and it was such a, and rightly so. You know, so, the and, year is 2022. Like we should be yeah, able should to be get this. between places quicker than at what you know, cost, Mark? At what cost to the planet? No, 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 not financial. I mean, you know, to the planet, Stephen. Well, somebody Sean. think of the children. Sean. Sean. Yes, got some news for you. Yes. The planet is screwed. No, it, no, it's not, Steve. It's never too late. It is. We're all going to die, oh. and that's the end of it. Look, I'm, look, look, I'm against death and all it stands for, and I don't care who Let's knows. Let's clip that for social media if we can. <laughs> Thank you. Every day, you say. Cool. <laughs> Hang on, I'm just getting I'm against from Mr. death F. and all it stands for. <laughs> and I don't care who knows it. But, yeah, I mean, look, the planet's screwed. Let's just enjoy ourselves. No, stop saying that. No, it's, <laughs> it's but, it, look, i got to say, it still boggles my mind. Supersonic flight, though. It does sound cool, doesn't it? What, what of course is that? it does. What is that in miles per hour or, or kilometres per hour? Anyone know? Fast. Come on, Big. Mark, Google. Fast. It's a, it's a lot. Okay, <laughs> thank you. It's perfect. <laughs> Well, hang on. If you're going, what, three times? I mean, what is it? 500 miles an hour is an average flight speed. So it must be 1,000 miles an hour, right? 1,000 miles an hour. Is that right? That's must, that must be right. If it's not right, then, you know, yeah, there okay. you go. Yeah, That's close enough. Well done. There's absolutely no way to know the answer to that question. Otherwise, I would have found it Mark by now. would have found you. it by now. That sounds exactly. totally attainable. Ah, exactly, yeah. Totally sensible. Can I mention WhatsApp? I know it's a little bit of a... <laughs> In comparison to that, uh, it's not that exciting. But actually, well, I don't know. It is. WhatsApp. It's, it's yeah. more, more in my uh, reality. Yeah, it's more your price range. WhatsApp. <laughs> Free. <laughs> is now available on uh, the Microsoft Store and it does not need you to connect your phone. Now, it says that, but I'm not entirely convinced. So I downloaded this today just to try it out and see how it was. Because as you'll know, if you've ever tried to use this before, and there was a beta version of this WhatsApp app, doing the rounds. Uh, But up until then, you would use the web-based desktop app or the website itself. Terrible. And even worse when it came to accessibility. I agree. Awful. Yep. But this app, which I think I'm convinced on this, because I I don't really understand the WhatsApp rollout here, but there is an app for the Mac, and I've been using that for a little while. And now this one has appeared, and it's kind of similar. And whilst you don't have to connect your phone to use it, I think what it means by that is you don't have to have your phone sitting next to your computer in order to continually use WhatsApp. Because what you can do now with WhatsApp, and I found this on the the Mac side and on this app as well, is once you open up the app, it asks you to scan a QR code. You go into the settings on your WhatsApp app on your device, and you go to linked devices, and it'll bring up the camera. And you scan for a QR code, and the QR code connects the, the WhatsApp account to the computer. But that's it. Once you've done that, that's it. It's done. So you don't have to keep doing it. And that was the problem before. It used to be the case, if you remember, if you closed the app, I think it was, you'd have to go back and open it back up. You may as well just use the phone. There was no point, really, because you were just 
you know, okay, it was handy for typing a long message, but that was really yeah. it. Um, whereas this one now you can link, and you can link up to five devices, and that's pretty cool. So you can have five devices linked to your account. So I've got my MacBook, I've got my main Mac, and now I've got this WhatsApp on PC app connected as well. Uh, and that means I can use WhatsApp across different uh, devices. And I don't have to keep scanning that QR code every time I log oh, in. Oh, joy. I can't get away from you. Perfect. So exactly. how accessible is it? Because I've had, uh, you, we've used WhatsApp on web. And as you said, not great access. It, actually, it was usable, but it was a pain to navigate. Mm. Um, and also there was the WhatsApp app uh, for Windows, but that was just the same as well. That, that was just the the wrapper for the website, right? So the WAP, the WAP. Thank you. I don't like using that term. It's been ruined. Um, so, <laughs> what is this any different? Is this just a WAP as well? No, it's not. This is a proper application now. Proper. So they've done it properly. And what's quite cool about this, and this is what I like, is on the Mac side, it's okay for accessibility. I wouldn't say it's the best. There are a lot of buttons that don't. The, the order of layout. I mean, accessibility is one thing, but usability is another. So, you know, sometimes you're moving around the screen and it's not obvious where you that are on the, the screen. That was the problem before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the buttons are labelled. That's the good news. We've got somewhere. But navigation's a bit tricky. Ah. However, on the PC side, Ooh, hello. different story. Uh, now, I was using JAWS, not Narrator or NVDA, so I'm interested in your take on this, Sean, using NVDA. But from what I picked up, this is actually pretty nice. Very accessible. Uh, much better navigation layout. The buttons are even clearer, have been, been laid out more clearly. And I imagine some of this learning will continue into the, the Mac app eventually as well. But the good news is right now with this app on the PC, I'd say it's more accessible than the Mac version. Hooray! And that's the one I'll use. Yeah. Um, navigation into the message list, navigation into the chat list, all makes sense. Um, playback is easy. Uh, recording is easy. Understanding of what the buttons are doing when they're changing is all clear. I'm really liking it. So you can get it from the Microsoft Store. It is just called WhatsApp. There are a few others around there, including a WhatsApp beta, which is also from the company. But, you know, I wouldn't advise that if you're a screen reader user at the moment, unless there's a good reason to, and I don't think there is at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go down that route. I just decided to go for the the, the new app that's just out because it has just come out of beta. That's the thing. It was in beta for a while. Um but that's pretty cool, and I like that. So now I can use WhatsApp on my PC, and it feels like this has been something I've been trying to do for the best part of 10 years. Yeah. Oh, no, look, WhatsApp is uh, iMessage, basically. You know, it, it, yeah. it's such you a We were great... talking about this last week. Exactly. When you weren't here, Stephen, but I'm sure you listened to the show and heard me saying how much we um, appreciate WhatsApp and how great it is, a universal... It's a, It brings people together. It's a uniter. And I just think... Why is it taking so long to get this actually in Windows or on a desktop computer? It should this should have been done ages ago. I don't know why it's taken so long, but I love WhatsApp and I think this is uh, exciting. I'm going to be sending audio messages from my computer. Gorgeous! That's going to be wonderful, absolutely wonderful. So yeah, go get it from the Microsoft Store. It's also available on the Apple App Store as well. On the Mac side, if you want to get uh, your hands on that, not quite as accessible. See how you go on, let me know. Feedback at ami.ca. Stick around, we're going to talk about Android next. Yes, I said it. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now back to the show. See, that was the right music. That's the right music for the right time. Yeehaw! Well done. Well done, well done. Yeah. So I'm playing that just for Mark because he was at a country music festival. So that's the closest I've got that's to country, country? music. That, that's not country music. It's not country music. I know it's not, but, right. you know, it's closer. So what we got, Mark? Sorry. Yeah, basically. Hey, Android 13 is out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, Android 13. Hey. hey. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not out. It's not out. side alley there offering it out to be a, hey, do you want some Android uh, 13? <laughs> is it released? What, officially? What are you talking about, Stephen? Give me more. Well, if you're a Pixel owner, you can get your hands on Android 13. Good luck anybody else at the moment. It will roll out eventually. Um, but yeah, Android 13 is... I thought I'd mention or maybe talk you through some of the accessibility features in Android 13. Uh, even the ones that have already existed, it might be worth just knowing about them. Because, you know, we um, we don't talk about Android that much here on the show. No, it's like Fight Club. Yeah, we don't. that's right. Because it causes a fight every time you bring it up. Um, 
so I'm not sure. This is the thing because I don't use Android. I don't know what's new and what isn't. So I'll just go through some of these, okay. right? Because um, here's here's a few. I, I think this might be new. So this is audio description now available on all apps. Uh, okay, so uh, well, what it means basically is that you, if your app has got uh, audio description in it. I think that's right. Anyway, let me read this. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm talking garbage here. Let me. Do you want to take a moment, and then Sean and I will talk while you get caught up with the. No, no, no. Here we go. So they've introduced a system-wide feature that allows audio description on all apps. Now, this feature gives a verbal description of what is happening on your device's screen during natural pauses in the audio. Yes. What? This feature gives context for what is happening in supported movies and shows. Oh, hang on. So this must this be audio for description, Stephen. Yeah, but this is this must be for TV shows, right? It's not it's not something that the Android device is doing yes, itself. Yes, yes, yes. It's just describing yeah. what audio description is, basically. Yeah. So this is you get this on the <laughs> dare I say it? This is where the fight starts. I uh, <laughs> get this on iPhone all the time because basically that's how you get it to work, right? I mean, that's yeah. No, no there has been a lot of confusion though because you could go into your accessibility settings and turn on yeah audio description under media playback or whatever it is. Turn audio mm. description on and. Yes, that may work fine in Apple TV or maybe even Netflix, but some other apps, media apps, it, it doesn't follow it. It doesn't stick to that rule. So you need to go in and turn audio description on in that app. So if if this is saying that, you know, this is a system-wide and all things will obey the uh, audio description setting, then this is great. Yeah, it actually does say that better on the app itself. The description I've read here on androidpolice.com. Mm. Defund Android Police, that's what I say. Uh, here a description of what's <laughs> happening on screen in supported <laughs> movies and shows. That makes more sense. Okay, so that is what that's for. Also, Android 13 finally supporting out-of-the-box Braille displays. Now, this has not come without its controversy. Uh-oh. Um, but yes, they are implementing out-of-the-box support for Braille displays. Uh, Braille displays, uh, as we all know, give the Braille output from the screen content. Previously, we would have to install the additional app called Braillback that would allow us to connect our Braille displays, but no more. Uh, You can use TalkBack, which will have Braillback built in. Google has added shortcuts for navigation, uh, settings, and editing with Braille displays, and it says that the operating system level support makes Android uh, devices much more usable for those who are visually impaired. Now, mm-hmm. if you have <laughs> if you have a device, am I right in saying it's the HID or HID device? It is human interface device. Yes. If if you have one of those type of Braille displays, that doesn't work so well at the moment. Mm. You need to kind of understand what's going on with that. So we're going to be speaking to Google soon. I will get answers for you. I promise. We have an interview scheduled with Google in the coming weeks, so we'll find out what's going on with that. Uh, also, you can get audible feedback on your phone with TalkBack. Now, this is, of course, an article from Android Police. It's referring to uh, all of the features available. We talk, of course, about TalkBack, so I'm not going to get into the explanation of what oh, TalkBack yeah. is. You've probably figured it out by now. Um, also, text modification, so you can basically change system-wide fonts and size of uh, fonts as well. And, of course, magnification helps you increase the size of everything on the screen. Now, that is specific accessibility features for blind and partially sighted people, but it's good to know they exist, and it's good to know that they are on a par with iPhone, which is really the, the case, right? That's kind of where we're at with this. There <laughs> are a few others, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure we could argue the toss day and night. Yes, and we will do. Bad. Yes, but um, but Braille. they're available. That's the key. It's the Braille. It's the improvement to Braille that TalkBack has been lacking for the longest time. So I'm glad that they are, even though there is some controversy about the head uh, support. But um, yeah, I'm glad that Braille is now built in. It, it just seems crazy to me to have it as separate, uh, you know, Braille back and TalkBack. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, we'll find out more about it in the coming weeks. We're going to be hearing from Christopher Patno on the show soon. Look out Ooh. for an interview with him on Double Tap TV coming soon. You didn't tell me about Ooh. that. Yeah, he's coming coming onto the show. Well, he was coming onto the show, and then I asked him, you know, the questions I was going to ask him, and he he disappeared from my uh, emails for a while. <laughs> That's and a problem, you see. <laughs> Stephen's been ghosted. Yeah. So there you go. So that's that's my list. Two minutes to go, Mark. Oh to you. no, that's it. Come on, Mark. Save I've us. installed it on my Pixel Six A. I'll Have let you? you know in a week. <laughs> ah, yeah. Do you know something? I I'm really intrigued. I've been having a few conversations this week with people about Samsung devices, which I've often thought are really, really top-end Android. But 
actually, the more I'm learning about the work that Samsung's doing, I'm kind of more intrigued by the Pixel. <gasps> it's all about the stock, baby. It's about the vanilla Android. That's where it's at. And Pixel yeah, are the, the king of vanilla. These companies just bog them down with all their apps and stuff. That, like actually, that, and that meant like, something. That was did, that a compliment? That, that didn't did sound make... like a You're the king of vanilla. <laughs> look, look, what I'm saying is, sorry, that didn't make much sense. What I'm saying is getting the version of Android directly from Google is the best way to go. Getting it from Samsung. Samsung have had their hands in it and changed things around and tinkered with it, which is also a beauty of Android, right? That it's free and manufacturers can get hold of it, but they change it and muck around with it. If we're talking about the Pixel phone, you're getting the pure Android experience, and that's what makes it just so cool. And there are some people who are saying that Samsung are kind of going down the Apple route, even becoming the Apple mm. of Android, mm. you know, with the whole ecosystem approach and locking people into things. I don't know if that's a bad thing. I really don't. It is. Um, yeah. Do you know what I found quite funny? I saw Marquez Brownlee talking about Android 13, and he said, oh, coming soon, it'll be a universal copy and paste between uh, Pixel tablets and Pixel phones. And I'm, you know, sitting here yeah, with my okay, iPhone and okay. my Mac and my, you know, iPad and my watch and my Apple TV, and probably I could get a Newton pad that could have universal <laughs> copy and paste on it if I really wanted it as well. Um, well, that's yeah, beauty- we've had it for a while, guys. Yeah, but that's the beauty of a walled garden, right? You've bought into that ecosystem and you have those benefits, but then you have the uh, negatives that come with that walled garden as well. No negatives with this walled okay. garden. This fruit garden is beautiful. <laughs> On that bombshell. On that bombshell. Just a reminder, we're available daily. <laughs> so September 1st. We'll check in, though. Maybe next week things will have changed. But um, I expect so after this episode, yes. More than likely, yeah. Uh, but we will be back uh, next week at the same time. Is that right? Yes. Of course. Yeah. Are we done? We'll be back next week. Yeah. Hello, Mark. So. You all right? Sorry. We're still did we, here. Did we wake you? He's busy. Yes. He's got stuff to do. He's he's preparing five episodes a week for us. I know. As we he's speak. Doing all ahead. He's doing it yeah. now. He's, he's such a ready. multitasker. <laughs> We're back next week. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.